Okay, well, uh, hello everybody, and uh, welcome to Rick's test podcast of my first podcast, which is going to be called Rick's Mix. Uh, just kind of doing a test here. This is the first time out. I'm testing the equipment, which I haven't quite figured out yet. It's driving me nuts. Part of the reason I almost didn't do a podcast because there's all this stupid equipment. I, I swear to God, you got to have a PhD and all this crap just to figure it out. But, uh, you know, I need a creative outlet. I'm bored. I got nothing to do. So I always wanted, kind of wanted to do a podcast. I thought it'd be fun to do. So I ordered the thing and kind of forced myself to do it. So anyway, uh, it's Rick's Mix. It's going to be kind of a, like a mixture of everything. Whatever I want to talk about. There's no set theme. Um, you know, one day might be talking about. I don't know, frogs, another second, might be talking about my 10-year-old's class project. I don't know. Whatever. That's the beauty of it. So, But uh, let's dive right into it tonight. I just kind of want to do a test with my three kids. Uh, I'm going to start with Xavier, my oldest. Xavier, come on over here. Come on over here and talk to your old man. Tell us about yourself. What's your full name? Xavier Michelangelo Thibodeau. Great. That's a man. Your parents gave you a pretty awesome name. I got to tell you that. It's a lot of character. So, uh, how old are you? Nineteen. I turned nineteen December fourteenth, so recently. Nice. And and what do you do? <laughs> um, for my money, I mostly buy uh, groceries at a at the grocery store on base. Now we should mention here that uh, the the reason Xavier bags is because we live on we almost his entire life we lived on an army base <coughs> overseas, and for kids and even really adults. The only jobs out there, there are not that many of them. You can work the PX, which is kind of like the military department store, or you can bag groceries. And bag groceries kind of, to a lot of people, thinks, oh, well, oh, he's just a grocery bagger. But you wouldn't believe how much money this kid makes. So much that my wife even started doing it, and, you know, she loves it. And uh, she makes a lot of money doing it. Xavier does as well. And uh, it's the best that they can, best thing that they can do for overseas. So before anybody looks down on it, trust me, they make a lot of money. There's been times where I looked at it and I said, Jesus, I should bag, and it's all under the table, too. I probably shouldn't say that. There might be the IRS listening. Just kidding. Anyway, so, uh, Xavier, uh, do you have any plans for the future? Um, it's kind of on the spot here. It's kind of hard to say right now because I don't know if I'm going to be staying in Europe by myself or going back to the States. So I know you've uh, you've tried to do, like, online businesses and stuff like that. What about that? You're still trying to do that stuff? I am still on the lookout. Obviously, the last one I did didn't go so well, so it's kind of discouraging. But just because it, I failed one time doesn't mean that I can learn and try again. Or that I can't learn and try again. Maybe try some kind of other approach or some kind of other medium online. Because there's a lot of ways to make money online nowadays. Yeah, I don't think you really failed. I don't think that's really fair to say. I saw the amount of work that you put into it. You definitely succeeded in, in putting in the effort and everything else. I was really proud of you. But, uh, yeah, I... I, you know, I, I, there's just, you and I have talked about this. There's so many things out there that, that are available to you that weren't available when I was your age and, uh, whatever you want to do, obviously, you know, I always support you. Um, so what are you looking at now? Anything in the immediate future? I know you've been doing a lot of sports betting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sports betting obviously isn't some, something that I'm thinking of doing as like some kind of, uh, how do you say Like, like living off of it, but it's nice to get a little extra money, but, um, one thing that I kind of am looking at is a project that I want to start maybe after Christmas or for the next year is to start a um is to start a ASMR channel. What what is that? Tell us a little bit about that. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to explain because it's like it sounds weird when you tell people it. But um 
sometimes people have trouble sleeping and stuff like that and they they can sleep easier with like sometimes they'll put on like the sound of an ocean or or the sound of like uh like just white noise like the kind of sounds that you would like some people put on a fan sometimes to help them sleep just because the, the sound of the fan will help them well asmr is basically like people record themselves with a microphone and they make sounds and they speak to the person sleeping and it's supposed to be like relaxing and help the person sleep I don't think that's weird at all. Actually, mommy actually has uh, mommy listens to those. Uh, there's a bunch of YouTube stuff that, that are like that. There's a uh, bi- uh, I forget the term binary something or other binaural. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, and uh, mommy listens to that stuff. She she actually introduced me to some Indian one one time, and it sounds crazy, but it's so ryth- rhythmic and melodic that it actually put me to sleep pretty quick. And but the only problem was that then the next day, geez, I couldn't get the friggin' song and tune out of my head. <laughs> but it worked. It put me to sleep, though. It's great. No, I'm a firm believer in that. I think I think that's hell. I mean, even when I was a kid growing up in the '80s, you know, that's how I went to sleep. I always had my radio on. I couldn't go to sleep unless I had my radio on. Because when you don't have a radio on to distract you or something to distract you, you sit there and you you think about everything that's going on with your life, which for me is just nothing but stressful, of course. So, uh, yeah, I think that's actually a good idea if you can make it work. I applaud you. Yeah, it's it's also interesting because of like the creativity that some some people put in it in the ASMR community. Like some YouTubers, uh, you know, they dress up and they make up all these characters and all that stuff. Uh, I don't know if I'll be going that in depth, maybe in the future, but it seems like something fun to do because I already have kind of an online audience, so it wouldn't be hard to push people towards in my ASMR channel. Cool. Well, thanks for that, Savia. So, one last question. I know you got things you want to do tonight. Thanks for giving us the time, but. Uh... Last question. Uh, putting you on the spot here. I don't know if you can come up with an answer right away, but what would you say was your favorite Christmas ever? Or maybe favorite Christmas memory ever? Favorite Christmas memory? Um, it's kind of hard to say because when I think back on I don't know, I can't really think of a lot, but um, there was this one time when we were walking and uh, when we lived in Italy and I hit you in the face with a snowball as soon as you turned around. Yeah, I think I remember that. That's going to be embedded in my face forever and my mind. Okay. Well, listen, I know you got things to do. You're a, you're a grown man. you got stuff you're working on, so I'm going to let you go. But thanks for giving us the time. I appreciate it. And I uh, just want to say a very Merry Christmas to you. No problem. Merry Christmas to you, too, as well. Okay. All right, Luca, you're up. Come on over here, buddy. Uh, hello, everybody. Okay, so this is, for those who don't know, this is my second son, Luca, my middle son, Luca Cristiano Thibodeau. And for those of you who are wondering, yes, he was named, his middle name, Cristiano, was named after Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, he was born in 2008 in Heidelberg, Germany. And uh, he's here with us now. So, Luca, what, what would you like to say for an opening statement, anything? Um, I would just like to say that I'm very glad to be here helping my dad test out his equipment, hoping to help him start out his podcast as early as possible. Just trying to make good things happen. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. So let's get right into it. So what grade are you in now? Uh, I'm in the middle of ninth grade. Middle of ninth grade. Well, freshman year. God, I remember those days. Back there, you know, I'm going to, you want to hear a story about my freshman year? Sure. My freshman year of high school was horrible. So when I was growing up, I grew up in a little town called Litchfield, Litchfield, New Hampshire. It was like a suburb of Nashua. Nashua 
Yeah, so the two biggest cities in, in New Hampshire are size-wise or population-wise are Manchester and Nashua. Now, Manchester is the biggest population-wise by a little bit over Nashua. But Nashua, a little bit south, it's right on the border of Massachusetts. And so Nashua really kind of is like, thinks of Boston. Because with Nashua, everything we get is from Boston. It's so close. It's like 40 minutes away. The TV, the, the, the radio, everything we, we have is from Nashua. Anyway, Litchfield's a little sleepy bedroom community. When I was growing up, Litchfield was like a little hick town. It was a little hick town. But that's where we had a house. And so Litchfield was so small that we didn't have our own high school. And uh, because we didn't have our own high school, we had to go to high school in Hudson, New Hampshire, which is a, just across the river from Nashua. And high school was called Alvern, named after some famous guy or two famous people from Hudson. I forget the whole story. But anyway, uh, it sucked for us because, you know, Litchfield kids, we went to school from basically first grade through eighth grade together in the same school all together then all of a sudden because Litchfield bordered was kind of like halfway between Manchester and Nashua so like the southern part of Litchfield went to went to Hudson the northern part of Litchfield went to high school in Manchester and so suddenly just the, the classes split up but so you know me we were in sort of like the southern part so we went to Alvern and it sucked because you know, the Alvin kids, they were all Hudson. They were all like us in Litchfield in, in first of eighth grade. They all went to school together. Suddenly, there here's these Litchfield kids who are with them in high school, and they don't we don't know anybody. And, you know, unless you were, like, super good looking, which, of course, I wasn't, you know, you were kind of ostracized and cast out, and it, it sucked for us. You had to kind of find your niche, and you didn't really know anybody, and you're 14 years old, and you're, you know, it's a, it's a really awkward age. So anyway, I was kind of struggling to get to, well, as it happened, uh, well, one of the things I used to say about Alvin, I remember when I was in eighth grade, you know, we heard all the stories about, oh, we're going into high school. One of the big stories was, oh, Alvin, uh, they were like, oh, you know, they're going to tell you, oh, make sure you ask where the pool is. Of course, there was no pool. That was kind of the joke. Uh, they were like, oh, look out for the, the seniors are going to try to sell you elevator passes, which of course didn't exist. Uh, what were the other ones? Uh, <clears throat> um, I don't know. It's basically it was like watch out for the the Alvern upperclassmen. They're gonna you know they're gonna screw with you basically. Uh, one of the big ones also was oh the the seniors they make the freshmen clean their tables in the lunchroom, which wasn't really true, but it was kind of like a rumor that went around you know whatever. Anyway, so it's my <coughs> freshman year in high school at Alvern, and my sister happened to be a senior at the time. So I remember freshman year was, was really, really difficult for me. I didn't really know anybody. And then all of a sudden, sure enough, I got wind that my sister wanted to try to, I don't know, wanted to kind of fuck with me a little bit. And she decided that she was going to prove how popular she was or whatever by making her little brother clean the table. So she had two of her friends, these big, you know, two big, real tough seniors who one of them had a freaking full beard and a mustache for Christ's sakes in high school. Uh, they came up to me and they made me, they made me clean their table in front of everybody. And it was one of the most humiliating things that ever happened in my life. I never forgave my sister for that. Now, I mean, I love her. We get along fine now, but man, she ruined my high school career before it even started. So I guess Luca, what I would say is you're lucky you don't have an older sister. Well, for that matter, I guess I'm lucky that I don't have any older siblings that are in high school. <laughs> I guess that's true. Anyway, 
Yeah, I, sorry I talked so long, but uh, so let's get right into it. So uh, you're 14 years old now. Mm-hmm. What are your hobbies? What are you into? Uh, really, what I'm into is just you know, sort of relaxing, playing video games, watching just TV and stuff. Xbox, right? Yep. Playing what, are Xbox. Fa- what are your favorite games? What are you playing? Um, at the moment, I like playing uh, this game that came out recently called Overwatch Two with my friends. Uh, and some older games such as Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, not really any more Fortnite, and uh, you know sometimes other uh, bigger games such as Minecraft. Interesting, interesting. <coughs> Let me ask you this: uh, Here we are, Christmas Eve. Do you have a lot of good Christmas memories over the past uh, past ten years or so? Um. I guess I could, I guess I could say some, um, my memory isn't very too, isn't very good, so I guess I, the farthest I can remember is, um, our first Christmas in Korea, that's about as far as I can remember. Come on, you can't remember any Christmases in South Carolina or Italy before that? Surely you must remember the Christmas in Italy where we all, we went out, we took the train, Oh, yeah, I remember, remember the normal Christmas train we had downtown. I remember that one faintly. Faintly, come on, man. You're 14 years old. <coughs> you should not have a worse memory than I do. Well, I've never really had to. I'm before. 157 years old. Come on, man. <laughs> well, I guess one of the best moments ever was uh, first Christmas in Korea after we moved into our new house. Whenever we were kind of setting up the upstairs. So that, because I had just got my Xbox, like my very first own Xbox that Christmas, and we were trying to set up the upstairs living room so that I could hook up the Xbox to the TV and we could play. I remember I was trying to move the table that came with the house, and it ended up breaking it. <laughs> it, it sort of collapsed on its side, and then there was like wooden things everywhere, and there was like nails and stuff. And mom had to come, and she was like, she was yelling at me, and Xavier was kind of disappointed in me too, and it was just really funny. Hmm, it's funny that I don't remember that, hmm. I wonder if they shielded me from it so if my anger, my wrath wouldn't fall down upon you. <laughs> <coughs> we, did have a, we did have a lot of good times in Korea, though, didn't we? My goodness. Ah, never wanted to leave Korea, but oh well. Thanks, Will Reeves, you asshole. Anyway, I digress. Uh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, I know one of your biggest things that you're interested in is uh, Japanese anime, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. What's your favorite things there? Uh, my favorite things are basically just... It's very, I find it very entertaining because with anime, there's a bunch of different genres such as uh, comedy, action, romance, and then some are just a bit of both or a bit of everything. So like in in some of my favorite animes, there's drama, there's action, there's comedy, there's a bit of sad moments, a bit of emotional moments, and it's just, I find it really enjoying. I find it just really entertaining. Well, that's cool. And I know another one of your uh, your favorite things that you... Uh, have discovered uh, over the last year, um, which has really put a smile on my face and warmed my heart, because uh, this is always one of my favorite things, but uh, you've discovered martial arts movies, you've discovered karate movies. Yep, I really enjoyed those too. I think it all started whenever back in uh, last year, whenever we lost our internet for like Six six months, maybe? Yeah, so let me just interject here for those uh, just a little background. So uh, we live in a house that's like in the middle of a hill, 
And there was, for the longest time when we moved in, there was an empty empty lot down in the front. Uh, and then all of a sudden, after like about six months of moving in, the landlord informed us that somebody had bought the lot and they were putting a house in there. Uh, which, you know, we weren't crazy about, but it, because there wasn't a lot of room there. It's like, how are they going to pigeonhole that in there? This is going to cause trouble. Sure enough, it did. Uh, if you, anyone's been in Europe, they don't have these in the States, but anyone who's been in Europe, you see that every time they do construction, they put these big goddamn cranes these huge, huge cranes, uh, and they put, sure enough, they put a crane in to help with the thing, in doing so, <coughs> excuse me, in doing so, uh, they snapped the cable to our internet, to the, to our building, to the internet cable, the internet cable to our building, so everybody in our building, we lost internet, and we, it was a big kerfuffle, uh, huge problem, we were out, we were probably without internet for probably about four or five months if you can believe that the only way we could get internet was thank god that i had me and xavier had uh unlimited data on our phone so we just set up a, a personal hotspot and the kids could get online or we could get online to watch netflix or whatever obviously not ideal but what are you going to do but yeah it's it's we're still feeling the ill effects but that was a nightmare but during that time uh because we had no internet and i was the only one that had the personal hotspot if i wasn't home i was at work Kids had nothing to do, so Luca went and raided my DVD collection and pulled out all these karate martial arts movies, of which I have several. Let me just say that much. I have several. Uh, and he got addicted to karate movies, right, Luca? That is correct. So uh, the best part about it is uh, he discovered one that's been one of my all-time favorite movies that is sort of like a cult favorite, sort of like a cult movie in the martial arts community. And uh, a lot of people haven't heard of this movie, but it's been a personal favorite of mine for years and years and years. I never get tired of watching it. I think it's maybe the perfect martial arts movie because it's completely 80s cheesy camp combined with martial arts. And Luca, what is that movie? The title of that movie is The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. And now this is probably Luca's <laughs> favorite movie of all time. And would I be correct in saying that? You most likely would. I would. And Luca would watch this movie every single day. And the reason I say that is because, number one, while the internet was out, he did watch it every single day for probably about three months at a time. And I'm not exaggerating. Am I exaggerating, Luca? You would not be. No, I'm not exaggerating. And even now, whenever we're looking for a movie, the first thing Luca says is... Can we watch The Last Dragon? Can we watch The Last Dragon? And it's like, oh my God, as much as I love that movie... I can't watch it every single day, but Luca could. That is but Luca could. But let's talk about The Last Dragon, Luca. What do you love about it so much? Just <coughs> overall, it just has a bunch of great comedy moments. The martial arts, it's pretty cool. Let's be honest. The, it has some of the greatest villains of all time that I would say, such as Shonuff and Eddie Arcadian. And just overall, it's just an amazing movie. I recommend it to everybody while hearing this. Everybody. Such a great movie. Great lines, too. What's your favorite line in the movie? Um, There's so many. I can't really think of one right now. Who is the master? <laughs> uh, every time uh, the one of the, great, one of the greatest bad guys shows up, show enough, his subordinates always, they have this little chant. And it's kind of just, who's the master? Or show enough would say, who's the master? And then his subordinates would say, show enough. And it would just... Repeat it. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, I can't back it up enough on this. I just, I freaking love this movie. I, 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 we have the DVD. I loaned it out to somebody years ago, and as I, I will never loan DVDs out anymore because I've lost two or three of my favorite movies. One of which was Gorgeous by Jackie Chan, which pisses me off because I can't freaking find it online anymore. <coughs> it's one of maybe my favorite Jackie Chan movie. Uh, but anyway, yeah. But that The Last Dragon is just, oh, it's just, it's classic. And you know, anyone who knows me knows that I'm an '80s guy. I was, you know, I came alive in the '80s. I was a child of the '80s, and to me, that movie is just the '80s. It's just such camp. It's great. It's wonderful. It's just a fun movie. It's great action, great martial arts, great humor, 80s camp. I mean, what else could you need in a movie, right? Plus, you got Vanity in it, who anyone who remembers Vanity in the 80s, she was the it girl. Uh, yeah, so she was she was wonderful. So, All right, Luca, anything else you want to say? Um, I would just like to say uh, Merry Christmas to everyone hearing this because Christmas is just one of the greatest times of the year, greatest times of the season. And, uh, yeah, I just wish wellness on everyone. All right, thanks, buddy. You're welcome. All right, let's bring a little brother in. All right, but last but not least, state your full name for the record, please. Maximus Amadeus Thibodeau. Very, very good. Maximus Amadeus Thibodeau. That's a very unusual name. Do you know where your name comes from? I certainly do. It is from Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Well, your first name, obviously, Maximus, is... Uh, well, I'll tell you, Max. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the story. When when we were when mommy was pregnant with you, well, first let me just back up even more. <clears throat> you have to excuse me. Me and me and Luca both have really bad colds. That's why we sound so horrible. Anyway, uh, back when mommy was pregnant with uh, you know Max and Luke, or your older brothers with uh, Xavier and Luca, she wanted a girl. That's mommy's dream. She wanted a girl so bad. That's what she wanted most in life. Unfortunately, sorry, Mana, I was not able to make it happen. The Thibodeau seed is too strong. I apparently can only produce boys. <clears throat> so, uh, after Luca was born, you know, I, I was, I really didn't want to have any more. I was like, no, I'm done. I can't even barely handle two kids. It's too much, too much work. I don't want another one. But she wanted a girl so bad, she bugged me and bugged me and bugged me. And finally, when it got to the point where I was like, you know what, we're not getting any older. It's either now or never. I finally I gave in. But before I gave in, I was smart enough to say, I'll make an agreement with you. If I agree to have another kid, I get sole naming rights, which means I get to pick the name and you can't say no. Well, she was so desperate to have a girl, she said, well, okay, she agreed to it. So when you were born, I heard the name Maximus and I thought, oh, that's perfect. That is perfect. And of course, you know what a great Mozart fan I, fan I am. And what is my favorite movie of all time? Amadeus. Amadeus. And so Maximus Amadeus was chosen. Uh, may I ask one question? Sure. So where did you hear Maximus from? So the first time I heard Maximus was in the movie Gladiator. That's the first name of the character. Maximus, uh, look at that. All anybody remembers, I can't even remember the rest of it. His name, he's got this whole long name, this whole long row name like Roman name like Maximus Aurelius Amaduba Abudidabudabubawa whatever Thibodeau or not Thibodeau but uh, but Maximus Decimus something around anyway <coughs> excuse me um, but I love the name I always love the name Max I always love the name Max now Max is normally short for uh, Max is normally short for 
Maximilian. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm bad, really bad cold. I apologize to everybody. Um, Maximus or Max is re- normally short for Maximilian. That's the English version of it, right? Mm-hmm. However, in fact, I used to actually work with a guy named uh, Max Trakuya, who was a special forces guy. Guy I just loved. He was great. He was freaking fantastic. I mean, he. He was a he loved the same movies I love. We would sit there all day and just quote Big Lebowski. Uh, his name was Max Trakulia, but I think his his Max was short for Maximilian. I think his parents were from Serbia. Uh, I didn't really want Maximilian. I didn't really because I wanted something that was kind of had like an Italian bent to it, you know. Um, since we lived so long in Italy, I mean, I got a total of uh, what 15, 16 years in Italy, whatever. I wanted something that had sort of an Italian bent to it. Massimiliano didn't really cut it. However, Maximus is a very popular name in Italy. It's called Massimo. Well, I mean, anybody who knows Italian people, they probably know someone named Massimo. It's a very, very popular name. So Massimo is the Italian version of Maximus, and hence Maximus Amadeus was born. Now, the funniest thing, sort of a little, sort of a little uh, uh, aside, uh... The funny thing is, my brother, who I don't haven't talked to in years, because I cut him out of my life, because whatever, uh, he he's always very clever, always very smart. When you were born, your name was Maximus Amadeus Thibodeau. He had a saying that says something like, "Right now, a child is born named Commodus Salieri, and he's going to be your son's foil." Now, intelligent people, very well-read people, or very intelligent people, and the educated people in, in listening to this might get that. If they do, then it's hilarious to them. If not, well, there's nothing I can do to help you. I'm not going to explain it to you. So anyway, so Max, do you do you like your do you like your name? Yes, I love my name. Well, good. I'm glad will, to hear it. I will never change it in my whole entire life. And I have noticed that you've become a big, like your father, you've become a big fan of the movie Amadeus, haven't you? In fact, you have become a big fan of musicals in, ge- in general, haven't mm-hmm. you? You really have. So tell us, uh, why do you like musicals so much, first of all? I just think that most of the music in musicals are just fantastic. And, well... Who doesn't love a good song? Who doesn't love a good song indeed? You're a smart kid. What would you say... You know, I'm not going to ask you what's your favorite musical. I'm going to run down the ones I know you like. I know you love Sound of Music, right? You love Sound of Music. You're always asking me to watch it. And I'm like you. I love it. I, my my mother, my mother Grammy, used to force us to watch it when we were kids. And I'm glad she did. Because I freaking love it. I think it's great. I think we should expose we should expose all of our kids to that when they're young. What are your favorite songs from Sound of Music? So, me personally, I think my favorite songs are The Lonely Goat Herd. Yeah, of course. That's everybody's favorite. My favorite things. My favorite things, very very famous song, yep. Hmm. Edelweiss is also pretty good. Edelweiss is a good one. That's a little slower, but yeah. Edelweiss is, is it, it, the, the thing is, the things about the songs of, of The Sound of Music is that if you've actually spent time in Austria and in the Alps, everything takes on a, a brand new meaning to you, you know? You don't even have to go to Salzburg. You can just go to like the Alps in Germany. 
everything takes on a brand new meaning to you, you know? Mm-hmm. What was that song where it goes, farewell, off to the and goodbye? Yep, I don't know the name of it, but oh. go ahead, sing it again. How does it go? Bravo, bravo. I think that's, I don't know what the name of it is, to be honest with you. Um, okay, another musical that I've introduced you to, actually pretty recently in last year, that you've also come to love, Grease. You love Grease, don't you? Yeah. What is it you love about Grease? Um, I just love how Danny Zuko's character, character is it's just he's pretty cool um, yeah he's pretty cool it's pretty cool plus the grease the grease lightning song what, what do you let me ask you this what do you like better do you like the actual music or you like the dances they do to it uh i think it's the music that does it for me Really, because we love doing the grease lightning when you do the the whole thing with the yeah. See, he's doing it now. You can't see it, but yeah. But the thing is, if there was no so if there was no song, then there would be no dance. That's true. Okay. Uh, what's another musical you like? I can't think off the top of my head. Uh, what was one? A A. A movie that I have recently watched that is something that I haven't watched ever, so it was my first time, is The Greatest Showman. The movie was pretty good. Um, the songs were pretty spiritful. And so you know what that movie's about, uplifting. right? Uplifting. Uh, you said it was about... The greatest showman, the people that say the greatest showman, P.T. Barnum. What's his name? P.T. Barnum. That's what they call him. He had a nickname. Well, so his nickname was the greatest showman on earth, but he had a saying of his uh, circus, the P.T. Barnum circus, was called the greatest show on earth. That's where that name comes from. So you really enjoyed it, huh? Yes. I don't think that they even, I don't know if they even have the circus anymore these days because everybody's so anti, oh, well, the animals are this and that, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Everybody's so woke really these days. Me. But when I was a kid, like, that was a big deal. To go see the circus was, mm -hmm. like, a really, really big deal, you know? Mm -hmm. Would you like to go see an actual circus? That'd be fun. They had the lion tamers. They had the, the trapeze artist and, you know, stuff like that. A book that was made of a movie, The One and Only Ivan, it's about this gorilla at a circus. You sure it wasn't it's... Harambe? No. No, that's that's a completely different gorilla. I uh, um, it's about Ivan, who's in the circus, always wondering about the outside world and what and what, like what happens. I think so. In my in the my last grade, third grade, my teacher said that she always every year she reads her students the one and only Ivan. But unfortunately, last year we didn't get to finish it. Because she just didn't, she just stopped reading it f after a little, for some reason, I don't know. And I kind of want to start reading it, because it got interesting in the, in the book, whenever she started reading it. So yeah, that's another thing about circus. 
Well, there's no reason you can't stop watching. I mean, mm-hmm. stop, stop. You know. Now I know you also uh, speaking of reading. I know you for a long time. Um, maybe you still do. I don't know. Uh, you're quite the Harry Potter kid, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you developed a little fascination with Harry Potter. How did that start? Um. So it started with the movies. The movies, okay. Mm-hmm. Because I just heard everyone talking about Harry Potter, and I was just like. Didn't I've never watched it before? Whenever I started watching the movies, and I asked you if we could watch it, and then you said absolutely. So, whenever we read it, I got attached. I read I read the first book, and it's I just love how the how the story plays out. So you started watching the movies, and I remember a little while—well, not a little while ago, but I don't know—maybe a, a year or two ago, maybe two years ago. Uh, you came to me and you said, uh, "Daddy, I'd, I'd like to read. I'd like to read the Harry Potter books. Do you remember that?" Unfortunately, that didn't quite take, did it? No. Yeah, and I had a feeling it wouldn't. You what, tell me what happened there. The book was. Just well, that, I should say, give me your version there, then I'll give you my version of what happened. So, for me, I think the book was just very long, in general, and I don't know. I was actually afraid. I was just like. I was afraid of what would happen for some reason. Like the first book was that long, and I was like, "How, how, how big are the other books gonna be?" And now that I look at it, the Deathly Hollows is so big, and there's two parts to it. So that's just something that I kind of left behind. Yeah, that's pretty much my version too. So you came to me and you said you wanted to watch, you read the books, and I was so excited. I was like, "Oh, because I." You know the way I am. I love your kids. I'd rather have you read and, and watch TVs or TV shows or movies or whatever. But um, I remember, you know, I remember when Harry Potter books came out and everything. We heard all about them on the news. And I remember reading that kids were getting something. They actually turned it, had a medical term for it. It was called Harry Potter headaches because these kids the were reading these books. And they just could not, they just would not put them down. They were so into them and they were so thick, so many pages, that they were getting headaches because they would just would refuse to put the books down. They would read so much, read actually read too much if that there's actually such a thing. So they were getting these headaches. And so I remember thinking, oh, man, if the, those books are that, that interesting and exciting, and, you know, that'd be great for Max. But what I, I guess what I didn't count on was, you know, Nowadays, like you say, you got the movies. That's what you got to. That's what got you into them. So, well, if you got the movie that you can go see, you're gonna want to see that instead of reading the book. Mm-hmm. And also, just the size of the book. You know, if you read the first one and you got through it. I'll give you credit. You got you went through that first entire book, but after that, you were like, no mas, no mas. I can't take anymore. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I you know, I can't say I blame you. We'll stick with books that are a little smaller that you can read. Mm-hmm. Um, we should we should mention here that uh, you know in talks with all of your teachers. You're in what grade are you in now? Tell us. I'm in fourth grade. You're in fourth grade, and so uh, for the past two or three years, <coughs> excuse me very much, uh, for the so for the past two or three years, uh, when I have the parent teacher conferences, all of your teachers have told me that you're you are extremely gifted with reading and writing. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Extremely gifted with reading and writing, particularly with writing. Where do you think you get that from? My father. Your father, that's right. For those who don't know me, I'm always sort of a, a wannabe writer. Kept a blog for many years. I've wrote several stories over the years. 
I, I've been working on a book for years and years and years that I've kind of done a little bit at a time, but kind of hit a writing, well, not really a writing block. Well, it's a whole long story. Anyway, uh, and so to see Max taken after me is just, uh, just it just warms my heart. It just makes me so happy. Uh, I always sort of had a gift for writing, going back to junior high, I guess. I don't know, junior high, high school. Um, and I think Max has it as well, and I love it. So Max is, is definitely, he's a good He's a he's an excellent reader and an excellent writer as well, but anyway, yeah. So the so the Harry Potter stuff. I guess we'll just stick to the movies. I guess you're never gonna read the books. Maybe you will when you get older. Who knows? Uh, who's your favorite guy in Harry Potter? Um, it's a tough call. It's tough to say. Maybe Hagrid. Hagrid, really? Hagrid's your favorite? Wow, interesting, interesting. And so uh, you have several, this brings us to another one of your uh, interests that we'll talk about here for a minute. You have several Harry Potter Lego sets, don't you? Mm -hmm. So you are a big Lego guy, aren't you? Tell us about your Legos. When did you get into Legos? You are a Lego fanatic. So Legos, I think they're just kind of like you do all this work and then afterwards you get to have fun like you get to do stuff with the lego set interact with it if there's like because sometimes lego sets can have some cool things like secret trap doors or special things where you could activate this and it'll make that go off and sometimes the lego just puts like they make their figures so much like like it looks exactly like the actual thing sometimes so i think it's just like it's just cool how, how all these like you could get this right here like it, it could be off of a show or this could be like lego city like you could create your own city and and like buildings and if you have extra pieces, you could always just build something of your imagination. So I think it just very expresses um, kids' imagination. Okay, so let me ask you this. So you have several Lego sets that we've gotten for you that you've made over the years. What are your favorite Lego sets that you currently have that you've made? Maybe the... Apartment and Friends, where it shows both Monica and Rachel's place, plus uh, Chandler's and Joey's place. Okay, so that leads us to our next segue. That's a good segue to our next thing. Um, you and I love to watch various TV shows together. We're currently in the process of going through the whole series of Young Sheldon, right? Mm-hmm. But I think you would agree with me that your favorite all-time TV show is... Friends. Friends, yes, Friends. So, I remember when Friends first came on, because I'm an old fart. Uh, loved it back then. Never realized that, you know, what, 30 years later, or whatever the heck it is, 40, well, not 40, Jesus, I'm not that old. Uh, however many years later, uh, that my 10-year-old son, about to be 10, right, in one week, right, Wait, six days, actually. You'll be 10 in six days. 
yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, would be so addicted to friends, but... <coughs> excuse me. Max took to friends right away. And, you know, you can watch the whole series on HBO Max, which we have. And he and I have gone through the entire series uh, at least once. And then anytime we're sort of sitting here and we don't have anything to do, we're like, well, let's put an episode of Friends. We'll just put Friends on. Or, you know, I have Sling TV, which is like live TV. So we'll throw it on TBS, which shows Friends seemingly 24-7. And Max is, like, I would put Max's Friends knowledge up against just about any kid, you know, (coughs) out there. So... Uh, in a future show, he and I are going to, he's going to have, come on as a guest. We're going to do some more Friends related stuff. Uh, but uh, Max, who's your favorite character in Friends? Joey Tribbiani. Joey Tribbiani. Joey Tribbiani is his favorite. He loves Joey. In fact, last win- winter, we went to the uh, the Lego store in Frankfurt. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh, they had little Lego figure keychains of all of the Friends guys. And who did you get? Joey Tribbiani. Joey Tribbiani. So he has a Lego Joey Tribbiani that he's attached to his school book pack. Mm. Or book, what is it called? Backpack. Backpack. Bookmark, book pack, back, whatever. Mm. So, yeah. So, so and then Max's uh, other favorite thing is what, Max? You're wearing it on your chest? AC Milan. AC Milan or soccer in general. You're mm-hmm. a big soccer player, aren't you? Yes. What position do you play? Left wing. Left wing, really? I thought you played striker. Yeah, striker. Well, you play offense. You play either left wing or striker. It depends who's the coach. If you get a coach who knows what he's doing, he puts you to striker. If you get a coach who doesn't know what he's doing, he puts you at left wing or right wing. So, uh, anyway, so uh, tell us a little bit about soccer. Where do you like to play? Who are your favorite teams? Who are your favorite players? So, um... If I may say my background of on soccer is that my two elder brothers were into soccer whenever they were about my age, right? So I kind of just felt like I was I would come to the soccer games while I was very little, and I would kind of just like kick around the ball with my dad. So I kind of just thought I could. Maybe just start playing soccer because I found it fun just like kicking the ball around and learning all these lessons on soccer. And now here I am, I'm I'm just enjoying soccer a lot and playing it a lot, even at school. But most importantly, you love watching soccer, European soccer Mm -hmm. with me, right? And who's our favorite team? AC Milan and the Serie A. In the Serie A. And who are your favorite players? Not just for Serie A, but your favorite players worldwide. I love Song. Song, from uh, he's a South Korean guy that mm-hmm. plays for Tottenham Hotspur. I love him, too. He's a fantastic player to watch. I also like Mbappe. Mbappe, it's good. Ronaldo, definitely. Of course. I also like Messi. Messi, who doesn't Serie like Messi? Well, besides the French players right now. Sometimes I try to take on Messi. Like, I try to learn his moves because it really helps out during the match. That is something I have to give you credit for. I love to see you all the time. You're, for those who don't know, well, he, well, he, he's down here, and he, when his 
right in the morning when he's getting ready for school. He he puts on YouTube and he just watches soccer highlight videos and trying to mimic the moves and stuff. Kid's got a bright future. So our favorite team is AC Milan. Who are your favorite Milan players? Rafael Leal. Leal. Who we're probably not we're probably gonna have to sell after this year because all the big all the big teams are after him. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic, one of my all time favorite players, Ibra. Hmm, who else? Trying to remember the team. Teo Hernandez. Teo Hernandez, of course, did very well in the World Cup. Giroud. Giroud, one of my all-time favorite players. Oh, I'm having trouble remembering the team. So you got a birthday coming up here in six days. Mm -hmm. What are you hoping to get for your birthday? Hmm. Some Legos or Pokemon cards would be nice. Some Legos or Pokemon cards, okay. Anything else? Kind of hoping there's this new Pokemon game that 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 was recently released, and you could play it on Nintendo Switch. So I'm kind of hoping for a Nintendo Switch. Also, you could play like all these different games, like uh, Mario Kart or Minecraft. So yeah. All right, buddy. Well, listen, uh, we got to wrap this up because it's almost 7 mm -hmm. o'clock here, and uh, it's the day before it's Christmas Eve, and the Patriots are actually playing on tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, since it's Saturday, it's Chris, Sunday is Christmas, so they're not going to play. They're playing on Saturday. So the Patriots are terrible this year, but you lived. You were lucky. Your whole life, the Patriots were, like, the best team in the NFL. My whole life growing up, before Brady came, we were the worst team in the NFL. We were a laughing stock. Uh, but, hey, it is what it is. Now, unfortunately, Patriots are about to be the laughing stock again, especially after that stupid lateral playlist. Jesus. Anyway, uh, so uh, we want to sign off now. Anything you want to say to say goodbye to everybody? Um, Merry Christmas Eve to everyone. And I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. Hope you all have a wonderful life and a bright future. And again, Merry Christmas and a oh, Happy that's New Year. Pretty dramatic. I mean, a pretty, uh, pretty. Uh, yeah, that's wow. Okay, all right. Well, listen. Uh, I want to thank everybody. I'm still messing with the controls on this, so if the, everything's too loud or too soft or whatever, I apologize. But this is—I don't know if this is even going to go out in the air. Uh, this is just a test run for us. I wanted to do. I want to thank my three kids, my my three boys, as I call them, my three lions, uh, for helping me out with this. Uh, hopefully my podcast is going to go online live pretty soon and we'll see what happens max will be of course my regular guest looking forward to that max i can't wait to have you on we're going to talk more about some friends and some other stuff uh but until then i just want to sign off thank everybody again and uh we'll no, see wait, you. wait wait oh go ahead max so you guys will just see me on the regular in the podcast just a side note Okay, you can continue. All right, thanks, Max. All right, we'll see you later, everybody. Ciao.